Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Intefo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Intefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs, and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for an opportunity to be in your presence. Thank you so much for loving us. We worship and bless you. And we thank you for today. Thank you that you sent your son to come to die. That the whole world will be saved. I pray, Lord, for your people at Lighthouse Chapel International, Asokwa. In the name of Jesus. That your hand would come mightily upon this church. That a special grace, O God, will be released upon your people. That this church will begin, O God, to grow and multiply. That multitudes will begin to come to this church and enter into the kingdom. We thank you for today. Let the entrance of your word bring light and understanding. Holy Spirit, fill today with your presence. Guide us into all truth. Give us understanding and revelation and insight. Thank you for great utterance and impartation of your spirit for the area fellowship work. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we have so many area fellowships littered around the city of Kumasi and beyond because of your power that is released today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to share with you a biblical principle that will help us to win a lot of souls for the Lord. Acts chapter 2 from verse 41. Asuma fonguma etrimimu. Acts chapter two and from verse forty-one. Printi chemoe di anai baaku. Acts chapter two and from verse forty-one. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls, and they this souls and the others they came to meet continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles verse 44 and all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. Verse 46 is our key verse. And they 
continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart praising God and having favor with all people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. So, you realize that the early church was having services in two places. Hallelujah. Amen. They were meeting in two places. In the temple, uh, look at verse 46. In the temple, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple. And breaking bread from house to house. So look at me. In the early church, they had church in two places. In the temple, which is the public place, and also in homes. When the Holy Spirit gave birth to the church of Jesus Christ, he inspired them to have church in the public place in the temple and then also in houses. And when they did that and they broke bread and they prayed together. They continued the apostles' doctrine. And they had fellowship. The Bible says, in verse 47, that the Lord added daily. That talks about increase of the church. How many of you understand that? Amen. Amen. So it is very important if we are going to build a large church. Make sure that a lot of people are saved. For us to follow the pattern in the New Testament. Most of the church today has limited church to only the temple worship. This is the temple worship. We have gathered here as a family. Once a week. But within the week, we must continue to have church in the different homes. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you understand that? Now, the, the, the churches in the homes is what you call is called the cell. Hallelujah. Amen. In Lighthouse, we call them the bustles. In Lighthouse, the bustles. Or the area fellowships. And now say area fellowship. They are fellowships. In areas. Hallelujah. Amen. What is an area fellowship? An area fellowship. Area fellowship. Is a small group meeting. Of members of the same 
church in the course of the week in the houses of the members for the purpose of Bible study, prayer, fellowship, caring for one another, witnessing evangelism. Hallelujah. Amen. Now this is what the Holy Spirit instituted in the early New Testament church. All throughout the New Testament church. The church met in the big family meetings like this. And also in homes. And as a result of that, there was massive growth. There was increase. A lot of people were worn into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, are we here or go home? Look at um, look at Acts chapter 5 and verse 42. Acts chapter 5 and verse 42. Very quickly. And daily in the temple and in every house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. And daily in the temple, but not only in the temple, and in every house. So the church met in the temple and then they also met in homes. Acts chapter 8 from verse 1. And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his barrier and made great lamentation over them. So, in Acts chapter 8, we see a great persecution. The Christians were being arrested, they were being killed, they were being thrown into prison. And the person who was leading this persecution was Saul, who later became Paul. Look at verse 3. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, and hailing men and women, committed them to prison. Now look at me. Look at me. Why did Paul go into the houses? During the persecution, the Christians were hiding. And Paul knew that they were meeting in the houses. If we go to the houses, we will find the Christians there. Yeah. This is what is happening in countries like China, where Christianity is not allowed. In China today, the 
Churches that you see publicly are churches that are run by the government. Are controlled by the government. But the real church, where they speak in tongues, where the real believers are, they are underground. They meet in houses. And researchers say that there are over 500 million Christians in China. But you cannot find them. I trained in the former Soviet Union. Those days, there was communism. And there was no church. There was no church. I saw it with my eyes. I saw it with my eyes. No church. The church that was there was the Russian Orthodox Church. Which is sanctioned by the Russian government. Yeah. We the students who were Christians were police. And I remember one time around about six somebody came to me and said, there is a white man at the campus. He says he wants to see you. So I went to see him. When I got there, he said, I've heard that you are a Christian. Is it true? I said, yes. I said, yes. He smiled. He smiled. He said, please come with me. And I followed him. We sat in a tram and traveled to the back alleys of the city. We got down. It was dark. Turning in corners. Turning in corners. Then we came to a house. Inside the house, a hall. Who are they? Russian Christians. Russia Christopher. And he told me, this is how we have church. They were scattered all over Russia. If something should happen in Ghana, in Kumasi, and we cannot gather like this, this church can continue for five years. How? Who, who begin to meet in houses. So Paul knew that the Christians that he wanted to arrest them, now that they were not meeting in the temple, they were hiding and having fellowship and church in the homes. So he chased them to the houses. Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12 verse 12. I'm showing you that you know, the cells is biblical. The area fellowship, the bustles, they are biblical. They are found in the Bible. That is how the early church was organized. Now, you remember in Acts chapter 12 that Peter was arrested by King Herod. He had arrested James, Apostle James, 
and executed him. And he went for Peter. And was waiting to execute him, put him in prison, waiting to execute him after Easter. Peter was thrown into prison and he was guarded by four battalions of soldiers. But the angel of the Lord entered the prison and set him free. Any prison that Satan has put you in, any prison in your marital life, in your business life, in your ministry life, in your educational life, in any aspect, anything that has been taken over by Satan, we set you free today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I have an amen? Amen. Can I have your loudest amen? Amen. May God send an angel right now to set you free in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Now, when Peter came out, verse 12, the Bible says, and when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. Peter was wondering where should I go? Then he remembered there's an area fellowship in the house of John's mother. And Peter now he went there. John The church was meeting in the temple and it was meeting in the houses. The mistake, the mistake that the current church has made is that we have limited the church to only the temple worship. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts chapter 20 and verse 20. Asuma for Acts chapter 20 and verse 20. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. But I've showed you and I've taught you publicly and from house to house. Paul said, I taught you publicly and I also taught you from one house to another house. Paul said, Hallelujah. So there must be teaching of the word of God not only when we gather like this, there must be fellowship there must be prayer. There must be showing of love, evangelism. Not only when we gather like this, but within the week, it must continue from house to house. How many of you can understand that? Hallelujah. Amen. Romans chapter 16. From verse 1. Romans chapter 16 from verse 1. Romans chapter 16 from verse 1. I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Centra, that ye receive her in the Lord as becoming saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she had need of. For she had been a succorer of many and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, 
my helpers in Christ Jesus. Who have for my life laid down their own necks. Unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Verse 5. Likewise, greet the church that is in the house. Greet the church that is in the house. Presla and Aquila had a church in the house. What is an area fellowship? An area fellowship is a little church in the house. Now Presla and Aquila, Omoa, sorry, we are moving. The guy area fellowship is there. Sorry, Asia will be free. What is what is a church? Sorry, then. What is a church? What is Jesus Christ's definition of a church? Where two or three are gathered. That's a church. So when we gather in the homes, wherever we are, where are some of the areas? Where are some of the areas in? Where, where people come to church from here? Santase, Patase, Atonsu, Ahinsai, Aijase, Kase. Tresso, Asafo, Tech, Aja, Continence, Crofum, Abuabo, Bomso, TUC, Fine Snebra, Epre. We have people from all these areas coming to church here. On Sunday, we will meet here. But within the week, based on the day that Bishop will give to us we will meet in the homes all over clap your hands for Jesus and you are going to have a church in your house I said you are going to have a church in your house amen amen 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 19. The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. So you see, in two places, the scripture talks about this church that was in the house of Aquila and Priscilla. Hallelujah. Amen. Colossians chapter 4. Colossi. And verse 5. Wow. Are you understanding? Are you understanding what we are talking about? Verse 15. Colossians 4:15. Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymphas. And the church which is in his house. Are you seeing that? Well, Brother Nymphas also had a church in his house. Philemon 1 2. Philemon. Philemon 1 2. Quickly. And from our beloved Ephia and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church. In their house. Arrest my case. That is, arrest my case. In the, in the early testament church, the church met in two places. They met in the temple like this. And within the week, they gathered in the homes of different people. 
Now What did they do? Acts chapter 2 verse 46 quickly. What did they do? What did they do? Look at it that quickly. Acts chapter 2 verse 46. And they continuing daily one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Through that way of organizing the church, the Lord added more and 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 more people. And I'm sorry, I'm not sure I saw you know. And I did it, I Hallelujah. Amen. So listen. We need to pattern our church after the church in the New Testament. Yes. Because cells bring growth. How? How? The human body. The human body is made up of cells. Do you know how a human being is formed? The sperms of the man meet with the egg of the woman and they form something. And they begin to break into small units. The cells. And the cells begin to multiply. And gather together. So the cells gather, they, 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 they break, they multiply, and then they gather together as tissues. Tissues gather together and form organs. Organs gather together. Eh? So your organ, your kidney, there's that. Your kidney, your liver, your stomach, your muscles, these are all organs. But if you break them, if you break them and go down, 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 the, the little unit that you get is the cell. It is this small cell that when you put together, it grows and becomes a big human being. It's the same thing in the church. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, 15 to 16. God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth and tell it in love like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ who is the source of everything we do. 16. He keeps us in step with each other. His very bread and blood flow to us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in life. Give me NIV if you have. Verse 16. Verse 16. From him the whole body. Look at that. From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself. I get what I'm saying. When the different parts of the body are joined, it brings growth. So through the cells, the area fellowships, the vessels, as we spread ourselves all over Kumasi and we join ourselves, the cells are going to add up, multiply, 
and through that multiplication, there's going to be growth. Hallelujah. Now, there is literally no large church that does not operate in a cell system. The, the biggest church in the world in 2008 it had 830,000 members 830,000 members do you understand 830,000? The Yodo Full Gospel Church in Seoul, Korea. Yodo Full Gospel, sorry, Korea. The pastor is called Dr. Yongichu. Sofunu, your friend, Dr. Yongichu. He's the largest. It's the largest. It's the largest. This 2008, now it will be more. We are 2008. They say they are a that whole church, that whole church, is broken down into cells. It's broken down into cells. Dr. Cho can gather 100,000 people or 500,000 people or even 1 million people. Dr. Cho, he has 100,000 our cell leaders, area our fellowship shepherds. The cell leaders here, in Pim Oha. 100,000. When we go for church go conference on a Friday, I think Friday or Saturdays, he gathers only his cell leaders at the Seoul Olympic or the Seoul World Cup Stadium, and the whole place is full. Only, only the shepherds. No members, only the shepherds. See a conference, church group conference for Honomwa. If you are done, May that be our story at Asukwa in the name of Jesus. Now, if he wants to gather 500,000 of his members, it's very easy. It's very easy. It's very easy. You know what he does? He just calls his 100,000 shepherds and say, each one of you should bring five people. Bring just five of your members. Five by hundred thousand is five hundred thousand. There have been times that he has raised up a one million man prayer rally. One million man prayer rally. To pray for Korea. South Korea. And then the Korea Peninsula. What does he do? He calls, he calls his shepherds, a friend, a shepherd, you know? and says, "Bring ten of your area fellowship members. Bring, bring just ten. Ten. Ten by one hundred thousand. Lighthouse Chapel International. Lighthouse, When we started this church, when we started this church, before people could see it. Because by the time Lighthouse was starting, there were other older charismatic churches. 
Before people could see it, we were all over Accra. To the area fellowships. In fact, in fact, it was through the area fellowship that we started all the early branches. Our tertiary church, Apostle Kingsley was in charge. He clamped together all the area fellowship there. That was there. Church. The Adanta Church, we clamped together all the area fellowships in Adanta and Medina. That was the Adanta Church. The Kaneshi Church, we put my area fellowships, my area fellowship in Kaneshi and that of Lady Pastor Mercedanda. Put it together, that was the Kaneshi branch. Within a short time, the branches just spread all over. Amen. Amen. Um, Bishop Oyedepo, Winner's Chapel. Bishop Oyedepo, or Winner's Chapel, also. Area fellowships. One time I was listening to his message, he said, this year we are going to start another 2,000 area fellowships. And I say a few way you better have a share fellowship from Bako Bako in Pimye Nwasi. Amen. Amen. Bishop's friend in South Africa, Bishop Mosasono. Bishop Adam Fubio of South Africa, Bishop Mosasono. When you go to the church, so you will see church. You see church. Sunday morning. We see Adam Opa. Twelve thousand people. Nipa in Pim Ahami Pim Dumienu. Twelve thousand. Pim Dumienu. They don't have a weekday service. Now what you know is when they meet on Sunday. So Mushiakosiada. And next time they are meeting again is next Sunday. Or better shemu be ma within the week. Now what you know they are meeting in homes. Or mushesha we PFM. I cannot think uh, Pastor Joel Austin's church. Osofu Joel Austin's church. Think of any big church. You see, I am trying to let you understand that if we want this church to grow, if we want the Lord to cause us to reach to the people in Kumasi, we are, we are, we are, we must go and build area fellowships. Yes. Last year when we went to Seoul, Korea. To the church group conference. There was a pastor from uh, El Salvador. Now El Salvador by El Salvador on the South American continent. America for I tell you. He was telling us the story of his church. Somewhere in the 80s, he had a small church. And he started Brussels. The church grew so much that they had to move out of the church building. And now they didn't have any place to meet. So they decided to meet in the stadium of the capital. The first time they met, just about half of the stadium was full. 
When they met again, they filled the whole stadium. Now, as the years went by, that stadium couldn't take them. So, when they are meeting in this stadium, part of the congregation meets in another stadium. And then soon, they filled that one also. As the years went by, the second stadium also became small. So they, they moved to a third one. He said in their country, the whole country, they have five stadiums. Now they fill all of them. He was talking about the power of the area fellowships. Hey, may that be our story at Asokwa. May that grace come upon us at Asokwa. May that grace come upon us at Asokwa. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hand for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we here on go home? Amen. Amen. Why, why does the area fellowship bring growth? Why? Why? Let me give you one or two reasons, then we'll be done. When we come back for the second session, I'm going to share with you about 30 or 40 benefits that are going to come to you, you the church member, when we start doing area fellowships in the church. Now, the, the area fellowships are important because, number one, it helps us to expand the kingdom of God. It helps us to expand the kingdom of God. How, how does it help us? We now take the gospel to the doorsteps of people. You see, the, the, the different communities that they mentioned. When we say let's do outreach, it is ineffective. But once we spread area fellowships in them, in every area we can be doing outreach. Do you understand? Let's say this place is Patase. So we plant area fellowships in the different different places. In Patasi alone, we can have 50 area fellowships. If we do one outreach per area fellowship, that is 50 outreaches. When you tell somebody to come to church from Patasi to uh, Asokwa, you say it's too far. But you can win that person into the area fellowship. And care for the person. And love the person. And pray for the person. And teach the word of God to the person. And let the person ha- 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 have you know, a family atmosphere. Then on Sunday, you bring a bus. Now the bus, I could see You bring a bus. Now the bus, You say, sit in. We are going to church. It's very easy. 
When you come to our church, those of you who know Accra, our church is at the Kologono Cathedral. We have people who come from Medina. We have people who come from Nungwa. But it's easy. We just send the bus there. All the members in that area. They sit in the bus. And then they come. That is why Bishop calls it the basel. Basel means bus plus cell. Cell na do match na bus mo a odi omo ba. Bus plus cell. Bus and a cell. Or cell plus bus. And as a cell ne bus. Aye basel. Look, we can bring people to Asukwa Church from every part of Kumasi. You bet me the kofu efi Kumasi biya biya so abasukwa soribi. By forming the area fellowships and bringing the people in buses. Yeah. On Sunday mornings, we bring 60 buses. 60 buses. For our Sunday service. Now we have a problem in the community. On Sunday, the community is complaining. They say we have taken over all the seats. All the streets. But it's a good problem. It's a good problem. We are even going to take more. Yes. So through the area fellowships, we send the gospel to people's doorsteps. Clap your hand for the Lord. How many of you understand that? Eh? Yes. I need 50 people to stand here right now. 50 people. Quickly, 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 quickly. Here. Face the congregation. Now, uh, Pastor Arthur, come. Come, come, come. 50. Do I have 50? Where are, where are the areas? Where are the areas? When we mention the area, lift your hand. Areas that we don't have people coming to church now. Do we have areas like that? Do we have areas like that? Where we don't have the people coming to church here. Have we covered Kumasi? That's what I'm asking. Where, where don't we have people? Where? Where? Lift up your hand. You. Lift up your hand. You are Bosen. Oh, you are Bosen. Yes. Where? Yes. Help, help, help. Where? Achiasi. Pankrono. Pankrono. Now watch this. Watch this. I'm showing you something. Okay. How can we reach out unto all those people? If, to me. if you tell someone to come from Boshen to church in Asuka, you ask, I mean, why? Why? There are so many churches there. There are so many churches there. So does it mean that the, the souls in that area, we shouldn't reach out to them? How are we going to reach out to them? So we send this sister. 
there. She goes there. Sets up an area fellowship. Through her, sit down, through her evangelism. She gets this brother. She gets this sister. Set of These were people who were never coming to Asokwa Church. These were places that we could not go and do outreaches. On Sundays, she put them in a car. So you are the driver. You sit in the car, follow her. Follow her. Drive them to church. This is Boshe. And in all these different places, we gather the people from everywhere. We are spreading the gospel. 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 Spreading the gospel. Spreading the gospel. Through the area fellowships, we expand the kingdom of God. Clap your hands for them. God bless you. How many of you understand that? Number two. Number two. Number two. Through the area fellowships. area fellowship We pray to break the power of Satan that is holding people in, in captivity in different communities. The Bible says that if our gospel is hate. It is hate from them that do not believe in whom the prince of this world has blinded their eyes. Hallelujah. Amen. So Satan has blinded the eyes of many people and held them captive in communities. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you understand that? Now, when we spread the area fellowships all over, see, my area fellowship look up and we ask each area fellowship to pray one hour. That's because the fellowship will be a month pay. Don't worry about one in a week. Now what you know for your area? Through that, and I'm so we are able to break the power of the principalities, which is wizards. Spiritual wickedness and all the powers of Satan that are holding the people in a particular area. So we throw, so we throw the power of prayer across different communities. I don't know how many communities we are operating in now, but because we have started some more, but the last one I remember, we are operating in 37 different areas in Accra. Large areas. And our fellowships pray for the areas every time they meet. And they pray on Saturdays for that area. 
So those in Asakwa are praying for Asakwa. Those in Patase are praying for Patase. You understand it? We, we, are, we are enveloping the communities with the power of prayer and destroying the power of Satan. And releasing the people and setting them free to enter the kingdom of God. It's a good place for you to clap your hands for the Lord. I'm trying to explain to you why we must have area fellowships. It makes us to be able to expand the kingdom of God. It helps us to pray over the areas to destroy the works of Satan so that the people are released, the people who are held in captivity are released into the kingdom. Number three. This is very important. Through the area fellowships. Through the area fellowships. Through the area fellowships. Watch me. We throw an evangelistic net over a large area. Do you know that Christianity is all about fishing for souls? Jesus told Peter, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now look at me. There are two ways of fishing. There are two ways. How many of you want to know? How many of you want to know? Number one, you use a hook, a line, and a sinker. So you stand. And then you throw. Then you wait. You pull. And you catch one. Then you throw again. That is one way. Another way is that you take a net. You take a net. And then you throw. And then you pull. Which one is easier? Which one will give you more fish? Now, when the church does not operate with area fellowships. We win souls. How do we win souls? Bishop tells us. Everybody do an outreach. Everybody do an outreach. Most of us don't do it. Most of us don't do it. We just catch the fishes one by one. That is why on Sundays we don't have a lot of sinners coming to church. We are using who can lie. Now watch this. Never forget, forget what I'm going to show you. Never forget. Never. Never. Stand up. Sorry. Stand up. I'm so sorry. Stand up. I'm so sorry. Stand up. Stand up. Brother, stand up. Stand up. I'm so sorry. Huh? Stand up, brother. I'm so sorry. Stand up, sister. Stand up. Now watch. These are all area fellowship shepherds across Kumasi. Across Kumasi. 
cost much. I'm saying that the area of fellowship is powerful. Because through it, we throw an evangelistic net. Instead of using hook and line, we are using a net. Within the week, within the week, this week, all of them and their area fellowships, right in their area, are going to do outreach. Let's say that they all win only three souls. Only three souls. I want all of you to bring three souls, bring them to the front here. Bring three souls. But, but, but look at something. Now watch, watch. Where are the souls coming from? They are coming from all over. Bring three souls. Bring them. Bring three souls. Bring them. Take three souls and bring them. Please, souls, come, 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 souls. Come. Come. Please, souls, come. Wow. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. Don't bring one soul, bring three. Now, look at me. Look at me. This is only next Sunday. This is only next Sunday. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you saw so many people, converts, coming to church on a Sunday like this? When was the last time? When was the last time? And yet, we can have this every Sunday. Every Sunday. You know why? Everybody is doing an outreach somewhere. We have spread the net. When you spread the net and you pull it, how many of you know about all this? There will be some fishes. There will be some fishes. At my cathedral. At my cathedral. On Sundays, across the cathedral, we have 300 people. 200. 250. The day that we saw, we didn't bring them. 120. 120. Consistently. Now, now, out of all this, all those of you here, go back. Go back. Those of you here, stay. Stay. Then those of you here, for my brother here, go back. So those of you here, stay. stay. Out of all the souls that we had, if in one month, we can maintain only this ones in church. Only this ones in church. Fifty of them in church. Each month. Times ten months. Times ten months. We can add five hundred people to this church. That is the power of the basils. 
there is no, there is, there, there is no mechanism in the church that can gather this type of people on a Sunday. On a regular, consistent basis. In our church, the, the area fellowships have a target. Every area fellowship should bring only, at least, only one person to church on a Sunday. Area fellowship, That is it. Only one. When you do the outreaches, you can have ten people, five people, fifteen people. Out of them, target only one person at least and bring them to church. That's the target. We fight for it. We have more than 300 area fellowships. So every Sunday. Even if 100 does not do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? How many of you understand what I'm saying? That is the power of the area fellowships. God bless you. Clap your hands for the Lord. Oh, give the Lord a wonderful cup of friends. How many of you understand what we are talking about? Yeah. Yeah. How many reasons have I given to you? Number four. As the church members open their homes to be used for area fellowship meetings, they will experience the blessings of Come with me to Second Samuel chapter six. Samuel. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Samuel chapter six and from verse six. Listen. Look at me. God is going to send a blessing to all those of us in this church as we open our homes for area fellowship meetings to take place there. Let the right hand. Say, I'm about to receive the blessings of Obedidom. I can't hear you say, I am about to receive the blessings of Obedidom. I am about to receive the blessings of Obedidom. As I open my home for area fellowship meetings. Now, do you remember that when I was showing you the, the examples of area fellowship, we kept on reading the church in the house. The church in the house. Where were the people meeting? They were meeting in the homes of the people. So when we start area fellowships, alright, each and everyone, depending on the, on the area where we live, they're going to open a home for the brothers together. We can even meet at offices. Maybe you're a businessman, 
you have your office complex, you can say, look, every every afternoon from two to three, all right, the people who are in the area, you know, they can come and have a meeting here. As you do that, as you do that, you are going to experience the blessings of Obedidom. There was a man in the Bible called Mr. Obedidom. He had a wife called Mrs. Obedidom. Everybody knew about them. Everybody. Do you know why? How many of you want to know why? Because they were very poor. Perfect. Perfect. If you are looking for the poorest couple who have poverty residing in their home, then it's Mr. and Mrs. Obedidom. Since their children were served from school three years ago, they haven't gone. Hey. Many of you here, you say that you are poor. You have not seen poverty before. You eat fufu daily. You said you are poor. Sometimes I want chicken. Look at him. Mr. and Mrs. Obedidom, almost sorry, the rest of the day, that's it. When they wake up in the morning and get some kinky. That is it for the rest of the day. Because I don't want to Their children's clothes were torn. They didn't want to Their wife too. Abject poverty. Nyapa. The one day something happened. Yes, that could be BBC. And turned, and turned their circumstances around. And I said, sir, I'm not going to Now, and when they came to Nakos threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. And God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Peru-Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? So David will not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David, but David carried it aside into the house of Obedidom, the Gittatah. David was now afraid of the ark of God, so he carried it. He asked, uh, Why should we send it? Nobody wanted to accept it. But see, when you are poor, you have no choice. Somebody said, look, there's a poor man here. At least it will be decoration for his house. Because the ark was very beautiful. 
So they asked him. Don't be sad. Mr. Bedidom. Mr. Bedidom. We know you are poor. You don't even have chairs. At least a bare decoration. Let's put this thing in your house to be a decoration. So he accepted it. And to But the, listen, but the ark of God represented the presence of God. He had accepted the presence of God in his house. When you open your home for us to meet there to pray, to study the Bible, to have fellowship, to do evangelism, you have invited the presence of God to your house. All the demons that are worrying you in your house will run away. All the evil spirits that are there will run away. All the witches that are harassing you will run away. Because Satan cannot reside in the presence of the Lord. Three months later, three months later, look at what happened. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obedidom, the Gittite, three months. Everybody say three months. Everybody say, say three months. Say three months. Let's have a right hand. Say three months for my breakthrough. Three months for my blessing. Three months for my restoration. Three months for the glory of God to come to my house. Clap your hands for Jesus. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obedidom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord, and the Lord, and the Lord, Blessed Obedidom and all his household. That is the power of the area fellowships. All those of you who are going to have area fellowships in your house, the same thing is going to happen to you. I said the same thing is going to happen to you. How many of you are ready to open your homes for an area fellowship? Yes. 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 The blessing of Obedidom will come there. Look at the next verse, verse 12. Do you remember that David didn't want to have anything to do with the ark? And it was told King David, saying, the Lord had blessed the house of Obedidom and all that pertained unto him, verse 13, because of the ark of God. Because of the ark of God. People are going to say, and the Lord has blessed him because of the presence of the area fellowship in his Clap your hands for the Lord. Glory is going to come to your house. I said, the blessing of God is going to come into your house. Take note of something. He received the ark and the Lord blessed. 
He received the ark and the Lord blessed. You are going to open your home and the Lord is going to bless. I said you shall open your home and the Lord will bless. You open your home. When you open your home and the Lord enters there, the angels come. The Holy Spirit comes. The blessings of God will fill your house. Lift up your voice and give the Lord a shout. So Bishop is going to tell us how many of you at Patasi have homes? Everybody open your home. Open your home. Whatever day he wants us to meet. If it is Thursday, from 6 to 8, 6 to 7, 5 to 7, 5 to 6, whatever day, you open your home. Open your home. Open your veranda. Open your yard. Open your kiosk. Your office. The front of your shop. Say, come. Let's have the meeting here. As you continue to do it. As you continue to do it. Every time they come, the presence of God comes. Every time they come, the presence of the Lord comes. God will bless you. God will bless you. Go back. And the ark of the Lord continue in the house of Obedidam. Verse 12. And it was told King David saying, The Lord, take note, the Lord have blessed, not Bishop Charles. Don't look at Bishop Charles for your blessing. God Himself will bless you. And Bishop Charles, so Bishop, the Lord has blessed the house of Obedidom and all that pertained unto him. Verse 13. Because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obedidom into the city of David within his gates. David went there and said, Look, when you're near Shock, I cry. David went and said, When you're near Shock, I cry. The blessing of Christianity. We also want some of the blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord bless you. I said, May the Lord bless you. May the Lord honor you. May the Lord promote you as you open your homes. Clap your hands for the Lord. The power of the area fellowships. To me, I want area fellowship. Number one, it will help us to expand, expand the kingdom of God. Number two, it helps us to pray over, release the power of prayer over the communities. Number three, instead of us winning souls with who can lie, we cast a large evangelistic net over the whole of Kumasi. And every week, when we pull the net, Pastor Kava, did you see it? When we pull the net, a lot of people come to the people. Look, in our church, we don't have a problem with souls being won. No, no, no. The day that we say, oh, today we didn't bring souls, 100 people. Today we didn't bring in 100 people. Serious. Serious. Our problem is that 
They are struggling to keep the people. That's our problem. That is our fight. To keep the people in the church. But let me show you something. If you bring, if you bring 100 people, and you are able to keep even just one-fifth of them, each month, 20 souls. In 10 months, that is 200. When was the last time we added 200 people to the church? It takes a long time. It takes years. But it can be done on a monthly basis. Hey, I see buses arriving. I see buses arriving. I see buses arriving. I say I see buses arriving. Last Sunday, I saw something. It was very nice. I had arrived in church for our first service. Yes, we started at 6.30. But because of the buses, you know, people are late. People oversleep. So a service that is supposed to start at 6.30, you actually see the people come around about 7. I was talking to somebody on the phone. I come to church. The church was empty. Just a few people. I was speaking on the phone to the person for a long time. Like maybe about 30 minutes. Then in the midst of the conversation, I just turned like this. And I saw something. The buses had arrived. I saw human beings running. The church that was empty within 10-15 minutes. That is the power of the area for the We are going to bring the people from everywhere. We are going to use buses. When they sit in the bus, they don't pay anything. Look, there are a lot of people who can't who can come to church because they have no money to take trotro. Yeah. In 2009, 2009 or 2010.: Somewhere in January, the bishop told me. This year I'm going to travel with you. Bishop And when we go, remind me to give you a strategy for church growth. So I think somewhere in September or October we travel. And I asked him. He said, use buses to bring the people to church. Because most of the people are poor. They have no money to take to you want somebody to come from Boshe. What, what do you say? Bohini or Boshe? Is it very far from here? You want the person to take about 30 Ghana cities to come to church here. He won't come. 
many of you know that he will come? He likes you. He has said about your pastor. He has said, but he can't come. He doesn't have money. So you put bus there. You put bus. Then you say, sit in. Free of charge. And then carry yourself. We are going to church. We are going to church. We are going to church. To Asuka. He will come. Cut your hands for Jesus. Number four, the fourth power of the area of fellowships is that it releases the blessing of Obedidom. Do you have that one? Is it four or five? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Number five. Number five. The fifth power of the area fellowships. Listen to me. Is that it helps all of us to help our pastor to build the church of God. Building the church of God should not be only the burden of our pastor. Yes. All of us. All of us. How many of you remember when you saw the different area fellowship shepherds bringing three people to church? Bringing three people to church. So many people. Let me show you what is happening in our church. All right. I need a very strong brother. I need a very strong brother. Why is he? Is he tall or is he strong? I didn't say tall. I said strong. Alright. Stand here. Stand here. Watch. This is what is happening in our church. We are building the church. In the church, there must be prayer. There must be preaching. There must be soul winning. Evangelism. You understand it? Camp meetings. Growing the church. Do you know what is happening? Most of us in the church, we have become spectators. And we have told Bishop Charles, build the church. So he's building it. So this is the church. So brother, I want to give you, this is the church. Carry the church from here and bring it here. Bring it here. Carry everything. Bring it. Stop. Stop. Is it easy? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's not easy. At all. What were you feeling? Tiredness. 
What about your waist? Now I'm feeling it now. <laughs> we are killing the pastor. We are killing the pastor. How many of you understand that? All of us have become spectators. We say, Pastor, God is But when we do the area fellowships, area fellowship now. Through the area fellowships, and I'm area fellowships so no. we are all going to care for the people in our area fellowships. We are going to pray for them. When there is baby dedication, the baby dedication we go. We help them. It lessens his burden. And allows him to do what he must do. It allows him to pray for us. To study the Bible and get revelation to come and show us. It allows him to see visions to come and share with us. When we help, this same church, I want all of you to come. Put your thumb down. Now, hold it. Now, there's the pastor. Have you seen the pastor? Have you seen the pastor? Now, bring it. Look at it. If you run a little, Stop! Pastor, is it as difficult as the first time? No, this is more artist. This more artist. When we all help through the area fellowships, it makes the burden of the pastor easier. Yesterday, I got a call from my senior pastor. I am here. He said, today, during the service, there's a wedding. Wedding, Over the weekend, there are about three different activities. Funeral, something else, something else. Many things. Can you imagine me preaching from here? Going back. Barry this one. Marry this one. Do this one. I will collapse. How many of you agree that I will collapse? Do you want the pastor to collapse? Ask your brother or sister, do you want the pastor to collapse? In my church, my area fellowship members, they really help me. Oh yes. There are many people who are admitted to hospital. I don't go to visit them. I'm not even away. They tell me later. They tell me later. This sister was admitted. This brother, this happened. And we went. When we went, we told him. Bishop says. We should come yes. and visit you. Bishop, see him running a mess round. Look, baby dedications, naming ceremonies, funerals. My pastors would send me a test. We are on our road to this place to attend such and such a person's funeral. There are about seven funerals. How can I attend all of them? I will call a pass. 
How many of you agree? But when the burden is shared, we can build a church together. May you rise up and build a church together. Hallelujah! Amen. Numbers chapter 11 verse 17. Numbers chapter 11 and verse 17. Take it from verse 16. Thank you. Thank you. Can you put it aside somewhere? Carry it. And And the Lord, Numbers chapter 11 from verse 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them into the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. Verse 17. And I will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take of the spirit which is upon thee, and will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not thyself alone. There is something called the burden of the people. There will be a friend of Nipano at this one. It's the problems of the church members. And God says, I don't want you to do it alone. Hallelujah. Amen. The power of area fellowships. Number one, kingdom expansion. Number two, prayer. Extended prayer. Number three, massive soul winning. Number four, the members experience the blessings of obedidom in their homes. Number five, the burden of the church is shared with the members. Number six, it brings growth. Growth. Massive growth. In 2008, the bishop asked me to move from Sakumono to Kolegono. Bishop Kolegono. So he moved me from Sakumono to Kolegono and moved Prophet Kakra from here to Sakumono. And we started a church. Had about 250 people. Getting to the end of that year, 2008, the church was coming down. It was coming down. We used to have fellowships and ministries. Yeah, we fellowship and ministries. When I say the choir should go and do outreach, because the choir don't call you outreach, you don't mind me. Omo fimi. Nobody was doing it. No biya nyeshi. By September, October, the church reduced to about 140 or 160. Beye beye September na asoro na ba beye 140. And the church was finishing. Na asoro no esa. The year before that, afina na edine dimuno. I've had the privilege of traveling to Korea to Dr. Cho's church with the bishop. And during the conference, we are sent to the homes to observe how they do their area fellowships. And we saw how this huge church of over 800,000 people was divided into small, 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 small cells. 
said sorry eight it is all those cells that when they put together God showed me a great wisdom so in 2007 when I came we implemented it in the church the church grew like this fantastic so when Bishop transferred me to Kolegono I knew what I was going to do. Somehow, when I got there, I got distracted. I remember even teaching about it. Like the way I'm teaching about it. But I didn't implement it. And the church, I was praying. God, how can the church grow? What should we do? How can we increase the church? What must we do? I was sitting at my study. I, I was sitting at my study. Praying. And the Lord said, I told you. I told you. The cells. The cells. cells. The area fellowship. The buses. I told you. I picked my phone. And I called one of my senior pastors. I said, Pastor Richard, we are going back to the cells. I use the rest of the year to train people. And in April 2009, we launched area fellowships in the church. The only thing I've forgotten is the exact number. I think it was about 36 cells or so. We started. Hey. Since that day. Since that day. The church has grown. The growth has been phenomenal. It has been dramatic. Today. We have thousands of people gathering on a Sunday. Six outdoor services. Several safe services. Our safe church alone is 800 people. I told Bishop to let the white, white church people come into the service because our white church, our white church people, they do sales. You see a young boy who is bringing 30 people in, in a bus to church. Growth. This church, if we take the wisdom that God is giving to us today seriously, there's going to be an explosion here. There's going to be an explosion. There is no other way to grow the church. Hear me, church. God is giving you wisdom. God is giving you wisdom. I've had so many pastors telling me, Bishop, it works. It works. It works. One of our late pastors in South Africa, a late pastor, 
He wrote to me. Ochomi. He said, Bishop, Bishop, it works. He has used the cells to build a large church. He was telling me how he even lives far away from his church. But, but through the area fellowship, church has grown. That is the seventh power. The last power is that the area fellowships bring so many blessings to the church members. What are these blessings that will come to you when we have area fellowships? When we come back in the afternoon, I'll be telling you all the blessings that are going to happen to you when we build area fellowships. Clap your hands for Jesus. Give the Lord a wonderful clap of Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is message number two. When we come come back, there will be message number three. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. You have heard so much. I want you to pray to God. What is it that the Lord has spoken to you about? Lift up your hands and begin to pray. Oh, yes. We give you praise. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Father, Father, we thank you for the wisdom for the area fellowships. I pray, oh God, that we shall receive this wisdom and that this wisdom would permeate in this church. Thank you for the powerful things that are going to happen through this wisdom. As we rise up and give ourselves to building area fellowships all across bringing people from far and near there are thousands of people who are in different communities who are going to be saved into the kingdom as we build area fellowships I pray for your people touch their hearts Lord give them great understanding and revelation of your word and give them an open heart and an obedient heart and a willing heart to open their homes for the area fellowships and they themselves to rise up to become the leaders of this area fellowships and thank you for the expansion of the kingdom thank you for prayer thank you for the evangelistic net thank you for the blessing of obedidom that is coming upon your people Thank you, O God, for the sharing of the burden, the growth of the church, and the great blessings that are going to be released upon your people. We thank you. Now, I pray, let the grace that you have put on my life to build area fellowships. Yea, Lord, I remember 2008. You said, go back to it. Let this grace enter this church. Let this grace enter the church. 
Let this grace enter this church. Let this grace enter this church. Quickly. Let this grace enter this church. Let this grace enter this church. And let it come upon your servant. We bless you. Let there be a transfer of grace. The thing that your heart has desired all these years to see multitudes come into the kingdom of God. May God give you this empowerment and this wisdom. Let there be a supernatural transfer of grace for you all to see multitudes. See multitudes. Buses coming from every corner of this city and the surrounding areas. Filling this church many, many, many times over. Receive faithful workers. Faithful workers. Faithful workers. Let homes be open for this vision. Every corner. Thank you for the blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. I will never be We believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegono, opposite the Collegu Main Gate. Our service times are early rain service, 6.30 to 8.15 a.m. Love and Hope service, local languages services, from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Love and Faith service, from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church is also at 9.30 a.m. to 12 noon. Be part of our midweek impartation service this and every Tuesday from 6.15 to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For further prayer and counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you. To glorify